My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Hi friends, welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we watched Casper the Friendly Ghost. Did you love it? Yeah, it's pretty good. More of the ghosts are dickheads in this movie than friendly ghosts, for sure. Casper's not. No. Our second kids movie in a row. Is it a rom-com? Is it horror? Is it a kids movie? Those are all questions you asked, and we will give a definitive answer to all of them. We will? Both of us. It's your movie. You have to give your answer, too. You don't seem to care. What do you mean I don't care? What What I say it is, only what you say it is. Well, maybe we'll agree. Who knows? It's happened on the podcast before. Rarely. But we'll see. So first off, I, I forget what I said. This was available for free on, but it changed. And it was still available for free, but we watched it on Netflix. And it had just dropped to Netflix, It must have, yeah, because it didn't show it as free on Netflix, and it was like the number two movie in the country on Netflix, and that usually happens to movies they just add. Great minds think alike. Yeah, they must. It's weird, because I was talking to someone, I think it was at work, and I was talking about Casper, and he said, I just watched that movie yesterday, and it was the exact day we watched it, too. (laughs) So, yeah, people must have been fucking watching it on Netflix. Weird. So the cast, very good cast, ton of cameos in this movie. It seemed to be more popular in the 90s, just random major star actors. Just just doing like a 30 second scene. Here's my face. Yeah. First up is Christina Ricci as Cat. Well known for so much. I keep thinking we've covered the Addams Family on this podcast, but I, I guess we just watched it because it's awesome. And didn't cover it on this podcast. We just watched the movie because we wanted to. Did we watch the movie? I mean, I only remember watching the show. No, we watched the movie and the show, Hmm. which she's in both of. She was in Now and Then, which we did cover and just watched like last week again or two weeks ago or something. Mm -hmm. Watch that movie again. It's kind of a yearly thing, the best friend and I. And now, so is Grease kind of. Yeah. So we're getting into this this routine of watching the same movies like once a year. It's important. It is important. We both stand Christina Ricci. She was our shared childhood crush. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, everything, were you ever looking at the moon at the same time I was looking at the moon? We were, we were looking at Christina Ricci together. We were both <laughs> looking at Christina Ricci at the same time thinking, wow, there's the love of my life. Next up is Bill Pullman, a.k.a. President Pullman. Again, I at least stand this man. I don't think you do. Stand him? Stan. Stan him. Huge fan of him. Since when did you start saying that? Always. I stand this man. Yeah. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Don't hate my Riz. 
stop. You stop. I'm just being me. Period. You're done. You're done. This will be the third time we've covered him on this podcast, having been in The Grudge and While You Were Sleeping. Some opportunity to cover him again, especially once I decide Independence Day is a horror movie. It has monsters in it. I love Independence Day. I love Independence Day. Did we talk about this? Because I feel like I went on a rant about this at some point. I mean, there are people that do not think that's a good movie. Yes, we did talk about that. What the fuck is... I don't know. I'm sure I said, what the fuck is wrong with them? And I stand by that, you fucking cretins. Of course, we've got Devin Sawa as the human Casper, another repeat offender, as he was in Now and Then as Christina Ricci's love interest. Again, this bastard. Yeah. What the fuck? He gets to kiss Christina Ricci all the time. Yeah. Twice. They they offer him a script. He says, Very similar time frames, too. Yeah. Is Christina Ricci in this movie? Yes. Do I get to kiss her? Yes, I'm in. That's how Devin Sawa's career went. Yeah. He was also in Final Destination, which we covered. So this, too, will be his third podcast. Hmm. I think he was. I don't know. I bet we aren't done with him, either. He was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I guess if we're going to mention the live Casper, he's in about three minutes of the movie. We should also mention the voice of Casper. Which is not him, and that's weird. That's stupid, right? Like, you're paying the guy to be in a movie. Let him be the voice. Right. But the voice of Casper was actually Malachi Pearson. He is most well known for this and Suburban Commando with the immortal Hulk Hogan brother. Hmm. Remember that fucking movie? No. That's awful. That is a bad movie. Okay. <laughs> it's real fucking bad. Hulk Hogan is the shittiest of the wrestler actors. Oh, yeah. Like the, the Mount Rushmore of wrestler actors is like Batista, The Rock, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan is the worst. Honestly, the best is Dave Batista, as far as being an actor goes. Yeah, he's really good. He's a really good actor. I liked Rowdy Rowdy Piper, but he was he was he wasn't in enough movies, and sometimes he played a wrestler. Like he was awesome as an actor on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, wrestlers are actors. Correct. But The Rock is kind of overrated. Sure, he's the most successful, but he only plays The Rock. Yeah. He's just The Rock in every movie. That damn Rock. Whereas Batista, his character from My Spy and Knock at the Cabin Door, whatever the fuck it's called, are different. Yeah, but both good. Yeah. So he's great. Mm -hmm. I want to watch Glass Onion solely because he's in it, but it's like three fucking hours long. Dibs was played by Eric Idle, who is essentially getting a mention because I love Monty Python. If you wouldn't take an hour to pick something to watch, watching a three-hour movie wouldn't be a big deal. We would still get done at the same time. It's a low blow. <laughs> I'm not afraid to scroll through Netflix for three hours. Yep. And, and go to bed. Yep. The other, Often. The other night I was scrolling through Netflix. Or no, I wasn't. I was scrolling through Amazon. And... I got down this rabbit hole of like 50s, 60s, 70s sci-fi movies and just watching the trailers of them. It started with The Naked Witch and just got worse. Mm -hmm. They would let those motherfuckers make every movie. Any movie. They're like, just make it. Here's money. And you watched all the trailers. Right. I didn't watch the movies. No. But you watched enough trailers that it equaled a movie. I was appalled 
at what was in some of these trailers that this got turned into a feature length movie. Not not like a 45 minute shit a movie. A couple of them you watched twice just because you wanted to make sure that you saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz you had your back turned and you had to see the Naked Witch trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's about. Watch the whole trailer. It's like two minutes long. I don't know what that fucking movie's about. Naked Witch in it. There was tits in the trailer. On to the movie. It starts out horror-y. There's a wolf howling in the distance. The universal earth turns into a moon. There's a creepy fucking mansion. There's two kids breaking in for one picture. This is a massive, massive mansion. This is mm-hmm. a very large mansion. I would love to find an old mansion and complete this repair like this and fix it up. You can't fix shit. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Do we have heat in the bathroom? Oh, my God. Do we have heat in the bathroom? You can't remodel an entire house. Starts with heat in the bathroom. You could fix the heater in the bathroom. You could rewire the light switch. I could rewire a house. If you can wire a switch, like a three-way switch, you can wire every single thing in a house. You can't remodel the house. But, counterpoint, maybe I can. (laughs) I've never tried. I watch house remodeling shows sometimes. Oh, so that means you know how to do it. I've seen it done. I used to be a construction worker. I could remodel a house. I could build a fucking house from the ground up. Listen to you singing country music. These kids cannot decide who is going to take the picture, so Casper volunteers because he's a friendly ghost. Mm-hmm. Casper like is under the impression that if he's just nice, people won't be scared shitless of a fucking ghost. Mm-hmm. That is that is naive at best. He's a kid. He just wants a friend. Correct. We know this. Those two kids do not know this. All they see is a ghost that stole their camera. A poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And we've got ourselves a will reading. Lots of money going to a lot of causes, including millions of dollars to dyslexic Dalmatians. These are joke organizations. Yep. Just showing how little he cares about this. Yeah, he's not giving anything to his daughter. No, fuck her. All that was left to a daughter was Whipstaff Manor, a condemned mansion. And the greedy daughter is pissed. She burns the papers, revealing a secret message. There's a treasure at Whipstaff Manor, so it's off the main. She Does w- that mean that Casper is her brother? No. I think her dad is maybe Casper's brother or something like that. Because Casper's dad died way back when. Mm-hmm. Like and right Casper after Casper died. died. So yeah, no. Casper's not her brother. And he might not even be like a niece or nephew. This just might be a family house that was passed to someone else in the family when the dad died. Hmm. Like a brother or a sister or something right. well, like that. Well, I mean, that. when I was watching this back in the 90s, I didn't think like that. So. They are more than likely related. Yeah, they gotta be somehow. Yeah. Probably. Because he even said, like, this was a a dump 50 years ago. Now it's yeah. condemned. So the house has been empty for 50 years. Yeah. So they're probably related in some way. Regardless, that house is still very expensive. Oh, yeah. Even if you just tore it down. It's beachfront house. It's like cliffside house. It's picturesque. Yeah. Casper introduces himself. He's very open, very lonely, I'd think. 
their screams awaken more ghosts, and these are the less friendly ghosts. Mm -hmm. These are the asshole ghosts. And who the hell are they? I don't know. Do they call him nephew or something? Yeah, he calls them his uncles. Yeah, so they must be his uncles. But I don't know. I do not know how they're related to him. Yeah, it's weird. And I also don't... supposedly Casper was an only child. I don't even know why they exist. Well, they're not his brothers because they say uncle. Yeah, that's true. And ghosts don't remember shit, so they wouldn't even remember that they're his uncle. Right. And of course, their names wouldn't be Stinky and Stretch. No. And Fatso. And Fatso. Which is, which is the most offensive <laughs> yeah. one. Stretch is not that offensive. Stinky, Stretch, and Fatso. That wouldn't be their actual names as humans. Right. And I love that they are those things. Mm-hmm. They are Stinky, Stretch, and Fatso. Yeah. So it's time to send in a priest. The priest is like not a priest. He's like a Super Mario brother with a big cross on. Yeah. And he talks like a, like a hippie. Yeah, but like a stereotypical Italian hippie. Yeah. He's like, it's a me, man. It's a no problem. Yeah, it's a no problem. It's, it's like a piece of cake. Piece of crumb cake. Piece of crumb cake. Which, is that like easier? I don't it know. It seems like it's crumb already, cake's hard It's already in crumbs, yeah. I guess. Well, they turn his head around backwards and throw up on him. And he seems to think it went well. Which is, which is odd because he should be dead. Yes. He should be a dead person. Yes. He should be a ghost too now. Next up is Ray Stance. I forgot about the Ghostbusters cameo. So did I. Who are you going to call? Someone else. This movie can't be less than a four, solely based on that. Oh, okay. Plot holes and all. The 90s kids horror type movies all have a similar feel to me. Like, this is just the Addams Family, but a little bit different. Yeah. Even, like, the mansion reminds me of the Addams Family mansion. It's even on like a hill like the Adams Family Mansion. It might be the same fucking set as the Adams Family. I don't know. So now she is going to destroy the mansion. These construction workers are no match for the ghosts, though. Nope. They scare all the construction workers away. These manual laborers. All Casper wants is a friend. And he's watching Mr. Rogers. I used to love Mr. Rogers. How did I watch something that is obviously so boring? I don't know, but we all did. Loved it. At least the house still has electricity, so someone has been keeping up with the light bill forever. Mm-hmm. Time for Hard Cop. Remember these fucking shows on TV? Yes. They they were like they were like serious, but they were also like tabloid shows, like Hard Copy, Inside Edition. Mm-hmm. These are bullshit shows, but they're very serious because they're on with like sixty minutes, which mm-hmm. is not a bullshit show, I don't think. It's a report on Dr. James Harvey. His wife died, and now he and his loner daughter, Kat, travel the country searching for ghosts. He's a therapist to the dead. I don't know if the dead have insurance, so I don't think this guy's making too much money. No. In this universe, travel can Casper can travel outside of the mansion via telephone cables, and he can just leave, I guess, because he leaves a bunch yeah. of times. So, so do the other ghosts. So this is acceptable. We accept this. I don't know if this is true ghost lore, but it is established in this movie as far as the lore of the movie goes. So this is fine, even though I don't think ghosts can just leave. I think they're kind of stuck to a place. But that's also why he's traveling around looking for ghosts because he's trying to find his wife. Right. Who's dead. Right. So the lore in this movie is that ghosts can leave. Yeah, they can go wherever they want. Casper makes sure Kerrigan sees the report. So he goes to her hotel room through the fucking... 
telephone wires or the television cables and moves the TV around somehow. He gets inside there and shows her. Cat is not thrilled about this life, moving all over the country, nine different schools, nine different cafeterias or whatever the fuck she said. Mm-hmm. She also does not believe in ghosts, which would also make this much harder on a child. Being like, oh, we're moving all over the country and it's a bullshit reason. Mm-hmm. That makes him pull this car over. I will pull this car over. I will turn this car around because we're supposed to be heading to Maine and they're going to Los Angeles. He says this is the last time. Driving all the way across the country to Friendship, Maine. And this is it. Friendship, Maine sounds like a great place to live. All all the kids are dickheads. All of them. Just Mm -hmm. dickheads. These movies are full of idealized small towns. I used to think my hometown was one. My old neighborhood definitely was like that stereotype like you know all your neighbors your neighbors aren't related to you but they're family although my next door neighbors were related to me they were like my i lived in a small town and i was related to half the people that were near me too yeah and everyone looked out for each other mm-hmm. you could go in each other's houses it was it was very much that throwback boomer idealization of small town life that you got in a lot of these movies i don't know if they're really in movies now they probably are but i don't think it's as common because i don't think most people grew up like that because they were latchkey kids the people making these movies were not i was eventually but like growing up so my my youth to like 12 years old because even though i left my grandmother's house at eight i was there all the time anyway but that was like kind of my childhood. Kind of how it was. I mean, everybody was broke, but everybody didn't really know they were broke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was fucking cool. It's not like that here now. And that sucks. I wonder if it still exists out there. Because I do think on balance, that small town, everybody knowing everybody thing, as long as everybody gets along, is the best way to go. Nobody gets along anymore. No. Carrigan and Dibs want this done fast. Casper has succeeded. He's going through all the teenage nerves about a girl he likes. Power is on. Cat put a penny in the fuse box to start it. That is an old school, very, very sketchy and dangerous move. That is one of the reasons why to get a mortgage, you can't even have a fucking fuse box anymore. Because people doing shit like that. Mm -hmm. As a former electrician, I do not recommend. A current electrician with the way I fixed that fucking heater. Oh my god. Took that bitch apart, the whole fucking heater. I helped. I held the flashlight. And she held, like, shit that I was passing down, too. And she cleaned, like, 100 years of dust. It looked like Casper's fucking house in that (laughs) fan. Which is probably why the heater died. Yep. She finds the room stretch fat so and stinky preside in. And, like we said, those are cruel but accurate names. She found her room. It just happens to be Casper's room. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't have his name on a bed. No, but he is pumped that there's a girl on his bed. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. (laughs) She accidentally drops her box on Casper and crushes him. You'd think it would just go through him. Yeah. So he had to let it crush him. That was a choice he made. Yes. Because he can be invisible. He can be like, go through Wally. Yes. That's another thing. He can be both. He can be solid and gas. I don't fucking know what the hell going through walls is. He can be liquid too, I think, because he was... Dippy egg and the dippy is liquid. Yep. Cat honestly kind of digs this place, which sucks because it isn't theirs. 
This ain't their house. Right. That blows. How can they stay there? It's when... a fucking mansion. Yeah. He has no money. He's like, don't worry, this is the last place we're definitely staying here. How the fuck are you going to stay there? Yeah, maybe you'll get an apartment. But I mean, maybe since, if he can prove he did this with the ghosts, maybe he can um, parlay that into some sort of... I don't know. I mean, who else would it go to then since she's dead at the end of this? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know whose house it is. Is he dead? Is Dibs dead? We don't see him again, and she throws him out the fucking window. Yeah, I'm sure he's dead. I didn't mark him as dead because I don't fucking know. She threw him out the window. Right. But, I mean, that was underground. So throwing him out the window, he might have just landed on the ground when he got through the oh, window. Oh, she threw him out the basement window? Yeah, they were in that fucking... They what? were down by the safe. That's stupid. How's there even a window? Well, some basements have those windows right up top. This basement kind of had that. But that's way in advance. Casper becomes her pillow, and she doesn't know it and beats the shit out of him because he's a sucky pillow. Yeah, because once again, her head could have just went right through him, but he chose not to. Yeah. Well, in this case, I understand it. He's trying to be a source of comfort for her. In the case of getting a box dropped on him, I don't get it. I'll be her pillow. Yes, we all will. Would, won't, but would. Willing. Would, won't, would, what? I said we all will. We all will, but we won't. We would. Okay. We're willing. Yes. So awkward introduction there, because Cat passes out. He turns himself into a towel and wrings himself out on her. This causes her to scream as per usual. This is what people do. But this is extra, extra weird because a ghost just made you pass out and then dumped water on you. Yeah. So that's more than just showing yourself and screaming. The high-pitched scream that she screams multiple times in this movie, though. Ow. Yeah. I almost wonder if someone else did it. I wonder that in movies, if they have, like, scream tracks. Yeah. From other screamers. The dad is weirdly fucking skeptical of this. Until, of course, he sees Casper and screams He also obviously does not believe in ghosts. Yeah, which is fucking bold for a guy who is a ghost therapist. Mm -hmm. What a fucking hypocrite. He grabs the child and flees to a closet. She apologizes, but this ain't the time for that. Because the bastard ghosts are awake now. That's no good. They were at the horse race, uh, I guess, fucking with the horses by the looks of it. They have a trophy and a saddle, and um, the saddle rides off. So there's apparently a dead horse involved here. I don't know if they killed that horse there. I don't know. They're having a good time. Yeah, they were pumped. He's trying to keep them out of the house. They play him like an accordion and send him flying instead. So Casper gets the, the old accordion fling treatment. President Pullman is scared shitless. He passes out too, and they enter him. It's not his name. So I guess this is how you get possessed. They jump in your mouth. And we never see them come out? No, they don't ever come out. He turns into Clint Eastwood and Rodney Dangerfield and Mel Gibson and the Crypt Keeper. This is very dated because obviously those people were famous back then. Clint Eastwood's still famous now. Mel Gibson's still famous now. But if you're not of that age, you probably don't know Rodney Dangerfield. Right. Maybe the Crypt Keeper. But probably not. But Ronnie Dangerfield, not a chance. No. If I go down to my kids right now and say, I don't get any respect. They're going to be like, no, because you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a joke. It's Ronnie Dangerfield. I'm like, who in the fuck is that? 
He said ghosts cannot hurt you, but these ghosts are throwing swords and shit, so yes, they can. Maybe the ghost can't hurt you, but if they throw a sword at you and it stabs yeah, you, it hurts. Yeah, the sword can't hurt you. Casper even says he can't hurt her either later on in the movie, which maybe he can't, like, punch her and hurt her, but... I think he means by touching her, it won't hurt her. Right. I don't know but how... he could throw a sword at her. I don't know how hard they get, so I don't know if they could punch you and hurt you. They seem to think not. You can plunge your ghost, though. Yeah. You can plunge them. Like, what was keeping it in... In place for him to plunge her. Yeah, I don't know. Are they Bottle. like liquid? Plasma? What the fuck are these poltergeists? Because they are poltergeists because they're throwing shit around. Mm-hmm. Classic poltergeist behavior. He vacuums them up and gets the W. I don't know what kept them in the vacuum. Like, I just get the fuck out of there. Which they eventually do get out. But it was effective. What? Gets the W. Gets a dub, yeah. Fuck yeah. Cat roams the house, but always has a sidearm. Her sidearm is a dustbuster. They still make those fucking things? Yes. Those were like high technology in the 90s. Yes. They were expensive. And they did not work for shit. No, and they sucked. No, they didn't suck. They sucked by not sucking. Yeah. Casper is going to make her breakfast. Dad is here, very skeptical after last night. But Casper is making her a nice breakfast. It's ruined by the three stooges. That's what these ghosts are. The three fucking stooges. Sunlight apparently makes them melt, right? No. Nah, it's just a trick. Just a dirty, dirty trick. They're not fucking vampires, people. The food just goes right through them. I can relate after this fucking week. Holy God. Oh my God. Bunch of fucking disgusting, obnoxious creeps. Cat's off to school. A bullied followed by a kid she thinks is cute. That's Vic. Girl is Amber. Every kid is an asshole. Yes. Like, during her introduction, all assholes. Harvey. Harvey. Like, why would they think that's her name? Because he says, like, Harvey Catherine. Like, obviously her name's Catherine, you fucking dipshits. So they're making fun of her last name thinking it's her first name, or just making fun of her last name because it's Harvey, which is just... Just making fun of her last name because they said her last name first. Average everyday last name. Mm -hmm. Perfectly acceptable last name. But she does get their attention when she says she lives at Whipstaff. Kids want the Halloween party at Whipstaff. Casper tied all of their shoes together and they all trip in unison. Mm-hmm. They deserve it. The little cocksuckers. Little brats. Little bitches. Picking on Christina Ricci like that. These three claim to have seen Amelia. They want to make a deal. They'll contact Amelia. He keeps Kerrigan off their back. And he's good for that. He's good with that deal. She's already here. They got her right away. There must be some kind of fucking... Ghost to ghost network. Yeah, that's what they call it. Nope, it's just Fatso dressed like a woman. This is a cruel prank. It is. This is the turning point, though, too, kind of, for the ghost. They're kind of like, all right, this guy's not the worst, and he's trying to help us, I guess. They're never, like, the nicest people in the world to him. But they're better. Yes. He's pretending to be... Into her at the behest of Amber, who is a cunt. That's um, Vic. Yes. He is a fucking dickhead. But she's the worst. Yeah, she's the worst. She's putting him up to it, but he's falling along with it. So he's he's not like a good boy or anything like that. Right. He's fucking asshole, too. Mm-hmm. Casper really wants to go to the party, but he's also a ghost. And that would ruin the party, probably. But he already has a costume. Right, he's a ghost. That's his costume. Yes. 
Casper trying to impress, he tries to impress her, right? He literally throws her off the balcony mm-hmm. and then flies her to a lighthouse. By holding onto her ankle. Yeah, which is horrifying. Yeah. It's a kidnapping. But she does like it at the lighthouse. He goes there every night. Yeah. What else does he have to do? He's a fucking ghost. Casper wants to keep Cat. She agrees while she's falling asleep. Lots of ads in this movie. Ads? Advertisements, yeah. Can I keep you as an ad? Mm-mm. It's the next day. So, in the kitchen, they kick Casper like a football with very clearly an Ike cleat. Very clearly. They s- stop on it for a beat, show you the swoosh, kick him. She walks into the fucking kitchen and she tells her dad, I found your Visa card. Oh, yeah. No one says that. It's credit card or whatever. Found your Visa card. She wants to buy a costume. They ain't got no money. No. It's like a date costume, too. Yeah. She wants to look nice. Like, date nice. Yeah. And... How do you feel about that? Since your daughter's going to be going on a date um, here in the next couple weeks. Well, she's been going on dates. So she, she's going to a date night. Yeah. Nice date. She's going to homecoming. Yeah. I'm happy for her. You're okay? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, like, I haven't interacted with her boyfriend much. But the times I've been around him, he seems cool. And our old, well, not our oldest, but our 16-year-old knows him and knew him before he and her started dating he gave his blessing he kind of approves of him literally the dude asks our 16 year old can he date his younger sister like he asked per he fucking asked permission yeah and that child is protective of the siblings oh yeah and he's really honest so if there was an issue yeah, because there was another dude that expressed interest, and he said, hell no. Yeah. So, no, I'm I'm pretty good with it. Um, I was talking about it today a little bit, and I try to remember how hard it was for my high school girlfriends to take me to meet their parents. Like, me. How I was. <laughs> like. Yeah. And I think I'm a decent person. Like, I'm not malicious or anything like that. I think I'm fairly okay. Yeah. So I try to think of, even back then I was too, but I was also how I was back then. Though your first interaction with our daughter and this boy, you walked outside, saw them hugging, came back in and said to me, well, he's still alive. (laughs) Yes, that's progress. <laughs> but I think I think I try to keep in mind how I was and how like I dated I dated more like not like preppy preppy girls, but that's pretty much I didn't date like goth girls or anything, which would be my wheelhouse. It's kind of like what I would have kind of been. Mm-hmm. I was like a skid skatery kid and I dated girls that wore Abercrombie and Fitch. I like Chinese food. Oh, my God. And girls that were Abercrombie and Fitch. So I try to keep that in mind. I try to keep an open mind about how I was and how much it hurt me that people had these expectations that were not unfounded. 
but were inaccurate without giving me the requisite opportunity to prove them wrong. Okay. So I think I'm good with it. I'm happy for her. The only Abercrombie and Fitch I have is a boy's yes. t-shirt. And it's not mine. I don't know where the fuck it came from. It was from high school. Yeah, you've had it since I've known you. I sleep in it. So she's tasking her father with keeping the ghosts from crashing the party. Good fucking luck with that. You can't keep these ghosts from doing anything. They have a creepy attic, just like never-ending story. Might as well be the same attic. So it is a horror movie. Time for another session. It's your hour. He's packing his shit. She set up all of Casper toys for him. She does care about Casper. This, this sucks, kind of. Because you're jealous of Casper. No, I you mean want it Christina sucks for those two. You to care about you and play with your toys. If she set up like Legos for me, I'd be thrilled. He gives her his mom's dress for the party, and he's starting to remember his childhood because of all the toys. Mm-hmm. Dying is like being born but backwards. He stayed behind so his dad wouldn't be lonely. So this this movie's kind of dark. It's mm-hmm. a little bit darker than you remember or expect from yes. a kid's movie. Because we saw it as kids and we don't see that shit. Yeah. Kids. But it's kind of dark. The dad invented a machine to bring him back to life. It's called the Lazarus. He's taking her to it, but sadly Kerrigan is also in the house. Dad was an inventor. Getting to the, ladder, the Lazarus is like the fucking haunted house at Knobles. Except, except it also gets you ready for work in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's basically what the fucking Rube Goldberg machine was. That's why when he was making the eggs, he didn't just crack the fucking things. He had a whole machine like Pee Wee fucking Herman to yes. crack them. R.I.P. Paul Rubens. Dibs and Kerrigan have found the lab. Kate figures out how to raise the Lazarus, Lazarus machine. It's a big red button in a fake Frankenstein book. Dibs and Kerrigan think they can simply open a massive vault door without the combination, too. They're just over there pulling on it like a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, they are idiots. They have just enough potion to bring one ghost back to life. This will become important later. Dibs steals the fucking potion because he's a bastard. And Casper's now a sunny side up egg. Which, thankfully, all you have to do is like blow him up with one of those fucking... I don't know what those things are called. What are those things? I don't, they, they blow air into the fire yeah. to like turn the ashes into flames i don't know what they're called i don't know what they're called either because it's fucking 2023 and nobody uses shit like that anymore no their plan is apparently to kill dibs and bring him back to life that's her plan that's not their plan yes dibs's plan is different it involves not dying yes she tries to kill him with a pole axe but he tricks her and she slides out the window she doesn't die though because she tries to hit him with a car but misses and crashes into a tree you're like jesus fucking christ is this what we're going to do? We're going to keep going like this? <laughs> Getting out of the car, she steps right off a cliff. Dead. We have two deaths in this movie, but one doesn't really count. Why? Because he comes back to life. I mean, Casper comes back to life and then dies again. Y- yeah. I don't know if he's really back to life, though. It was for like an hour. That is too short a period of time, by the way. What the fuck? So... The dad doesn't count as dying. I'm counting him because we did see him die. He did. He died. I'm not counting Casper because he doesn't die. He just returns back to what he is. And you're not counting the ones that are already dead. No, because we didn't see him die. And you're not counting Dibs because we don't know for sure if he died. No, he might have landed right on the ground. But you would have liked to see him get arrested or something. Yeah. But I don't know what they'd arrest him for. So, rated PG, 
Came out in 1995 when I was 10 years old. 96 minutes long. Nice hour and a half long movie, baby. Two deaths, no boobs. No boobs. This does the trick. The bitch is back. Three Stooges and Harvey are at the bar. They like him. They like him so much they want him to be a ghost too. And he likes them. He flat out loves them. He tells them. Mm-hmm. They like him too much to kill him because they were going to kill him. Yes, then they started crying. Yeah, and then he falls down a hole. He falls down a hole and they play that sound like they dropped a two-ton vehicle into a hole. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom! Like, that's a human. It would be like, <laughs> splat, if it was that far. Thunk. <laughs> Boop. He's very much dead. Kerrigan got the treasure with her dead ass. Casper got the potion back and sent it upstairs to Cat. How did she get the treasure? I don't know. She, she flew through the vault, but how did it just pop open then when she was Yeah, is there, can you get it open from the inside? Like, like, there's like, like a emer- trunk? Emergency latch, <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck's going on with that? Casper got the potion back and sent it upstairs with Cat. Doorbell ringing, it's her entire school because it's party time. Amber and Vic are sneaking in, and we're back to the Lazarus. Dibs turning on Kerrigan. He'll take the treasure. He's going to smash the fucking potion, which is stupid because the potion is probably worth a lot of fucking money right? to one specific person. One person wants their dead dog back. One billionaire. Pet cemetery. New pet cemetery out. Probably going to watch it for the podcast. Kerrigan tosses his ass out the window. This is we don't know if he dies or not. Cat and Casper trick her into admitting she has no unfinished business, which sends her to probably hell, Yes, I have to imagine. Yes. And they get the potion. Casper's treasure is a baseball and a mitt, which I knew it was going to be something shitty. You knew it wasn't going to be like gold doubloons or some shit. Yeah, because he said it was his treasure, not his dad's treasure. Yeah, his dad's treasure was him. Mm -hmm. Time to turn Casper back and in comes Ghost Dad. Dr. Harvey does not even remember Cat. And he's a fucking clown now. Why is he such a fucking clown? Is that what he, death does to you? He died drunk. So he's just drunk forever? I don't know. Holy fuck, imagine if that's true. Oh my God. Whatever you're doing when you die is what you do forever. You die during sex, you're just coming. For a million years. Why? Well, because that's what happens when you die. You just do what, exactly what you're doing at that moment in time. Okay. Just orgasm for eternity. So many ways to die. And you think of people who died during sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Because there okay. are far worse ways to go. Well, except for the person you're having sex with. They are traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> They're not They're not going to be the best. The pinky promise makes him remember, though. Casper is going to save Dr. Harvey, sacrificing himself for Cat. Lazarus' machine does work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, now you just need to figure out what the fucking potion is. And it has to be in those fucking books. Yeah. You can make that again. Yeah, I mean, he made one vial of it. There's got to be some way to make another. Yeah. So, all's not lost for Casper. Although there are a bunch of sequels, or there's at least one sequel, so it must be. Party time. There's a sequel? Yeah, there's a sequel. There's like two prequels too, I think. What the fuck? I think there's a sequel. There's at least two prequels. I know Chris... There might not be a sequel. I think there was going to be a sequel, but Christina Ricci said no. 
because she was probably older and didn't want to fall in love with a 12-year-old again. They scare the ever-loving fuck out of the tricksters, and Amber gets a doomsday device by a string of lights. That's a fucking professional wrestling reference, baby. Casper is alone in his room. Cat's mom comes to visit. She's not a ghost like Casper, though. She, I don't know what she is. She's like an angel. She's giving him his dream come true. He can be a real boy until 10 p.m. Cinderella had midnight. Yeah. Cinderella wasn't 12 years old. Yeah. But, I mean, he's not really 12 years old. He's like... 62. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'd feel about this. Like, I'd surely want to cross over after this last taste of life. Yeah, he shouldn't have any unfinished business anymore. His dad is dead. Right, that's what I was just going to say. His unfinished business is over, right, too. He should cross over now. The moment he found out his dad's dead, he should be like, Go on! Outie! Outie! Poor Cat is all alone. Dashing Casper won't stand for this. Nobody puts Cat in a corner. This could be like a now and then expanded universe. Oh my god. No. What's his fucking name? Warmer? Stop. He died sledding and rekindled his love with Christina Ricci as a ghost. Stop. Whatever, that warmy warmer. President Pullman gets what he wanted too. One last interaction with his first lady. (sighs) She gives him some good advice. The best of it being, don't make her wear a t-shirt under her bathing suit. Because mm-hmm. that's weird. Like, that's a weird thing to do if you're a dad. I don't like that. I mean, if you're going to make him wear a t-shirt over Over's the better. Suit, not under, that's weird. Yeah, That'd be like wearing your underwear outside. Yeah. The clothes. It's 10 o'clock. She's going back to where she can watch over both of them until they're together again. If I'm President Pullman, I'm sprinting towards death now. You're really into that angel wife? Well, they all get to be together again. Forever. That's the type of shit that makes people off their families. That's, that's, like, there's people out there that believe that they're going to be together with their loved ones again, and they are not often people. She confirmed it. She's like, wait until you die, buddy. It's me and you again. And what she did. So these other people just hope? Pretty much. That's all it is. You can't be certain. I envy people that are certain that they're going like to heaven. Like, wow. Holy fuck. I wish I had that sort of certainty of an eternal great future. Like, what? I think it's just nothingness. Like when you, like when they put you to sleep for a surgery. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's you're just not there. Yeah, I think it's just over. Lights out, baby. Like it's not like you're dreaming. You're not asleep. You're you don't exist. You're gone. Yeah, and it sucks because I'd prefer the other thing. Obviously, you'd prefer to sleep. No, I prefer to fucking go to heaven. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> like, instead of just like, not obviously exist that's anymore. what I prefer. But like how? I can't think about it too long. It freaks me out. A kiss and Casper is a ghost again. A simple boo and everybody flees. It's all it takes. The end. So, kids movie? It's definitely a kids movie. Obviously, yes. It's a little it's a little dark for a kids movie. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of kids movies that have layers. Yes. And they're meant for grown ups too. A rom com. There is some romance. And there is some calm. It is funny. The only reason 
I hesitate with calling it a rom-com is because Casper doesn't get the girl. Just for an hour. Just for an hour. Is that enough? If I'm Casper, I'm like, well, that this sucks way more now. Right. <laughs> this is way worse now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it'd be like that. I'm Casper the emo ghost. Yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Like, that's it? Yeah. One hour. No. 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 It's not worth it. Crossing over. But I will tentatively say, yes, it is. Because it is a love story between Casper and Cat, and it's funny. Horror. There's ghosts. There's murder. I'm going to say, yeah. It's kids horror. But it's it's atmospheric. People die in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's darkish for a kids movie. Mm-hmm. It has ghosts. The ghosts try to scare people. Mm-hmm. They so, do scare people in the movie. So yeah, this is a horror movie. This is more a horror movie than Never Ending Story. Look at that. So yeah, I say all three of them checked all the boxes, babe. Good job. So this was the first movie to have a character. I had some help from our assistant. Good. There's nothing wrong with a little help. This was the first movie to have a character fully computer generated as the lead. First movie to do it. First movie ever. First movie in our podcast. First movie ever. To have a lead as completely computer animated. That's cool. It was also really successful, pulling in $287.9 million on a budget of $55 million at the box office. They got my money. I saw it at the Vicky. We said this last week. Mm-hmm. For it being so heavy with the CGI and being the first movie with a CGI lead, I'd say it is actually holds up pretty fucking well. Yeah. Yeah, it really the does. The effects. Part of, that, part of that, I think, is because ghosts aren't, like, real. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you could make them look Yeah, they can however. look kind of shitty. They don't have to look real. There's no uncanny valley with something that doesn't exist. Right. Like aliens. Yeah, they are whatever the film shows them to be. Yep. That's what they are. And plus, it's all the same. It's not like part of it was a practical ghost, like a puppet, and some of it was CG. It's not like the Terminator thing. Right. It, where, was, it was consistent. Yeah. That would probably look fine. Actually, it probably wouldn't because the stop motion is just so bad in Terminator. But it's inconsistent, too. Mm-hmm. So it's really jarring when it's stop motion. Yep. This, it's always the CG, and the CG looks exactly how they wanted the CG to look, so it looks fine. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably always look fine. This is also a Steven Spielberg movie. He didn't direct it, but he was the executive producer and driving force behind getting it made. And all the Steven Spielberg movies with kids in it all have a similar feeling to this. So it's not surprising Steven Spielberg was involved with this. I liked it. It's fun. Uh, kind of nostalgic for me, like I said. Any movie I saw at the Vicky is nostalgic for me. And this was one of the movies my Plus grandmother used to buy me. My grandmother used to buy me um, videotapes for my birthday every year. Buy me a couple videotapes. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them. This one. Yeah, and we Hook. had it on VHS too. Hook was the one that really stood out to me because I remember being so fucking excited and watching it a thousand fucking times. It's on Netflix. We're probably going to watch Hook pretty soon. I don't think I've seen Hook all the way through. Really? I'm, I'm. It's one of those movies that I've probably seen all of it at some point, but I've never sat and watched the whole thing. That through. movie, like, famously for me is True Lies. We went to see it in the theater. I fell asleep about 20 minutes in. Then I caught 
the next portion at my grandmother's house, but I had to go, and then I caught the end at some other point in time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie all the way through, but I've seen the whole movie. So I gave it I gave it um, four out of five on Letterboxd. Okay. Which I think is pretty fair. That's fine. Critics hated it. Why? I don't know. Because they're fucking assholes. A lot of them said because it was dark. Like, oh, they, okay. They just wanted like a fun family movie. Yeah. It's funny what critics want. Because sometimes they want that and sometimes they want the exact opposite. It makes no fucking sense. There's no rhyme or reason to what these people criticize these fucking movies for. It has a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audiences... Hated it more, giving it a what? 49% for being so fucking successful and obviously popular. This movie was the number two movie in the country when it was added to Netflix. Wow. People love this fucking movie. I don't know how this has a 49%. That's so weird. It's so fucking, it's fun, but it is a little bit dark, but it's good. Like, That's weird. As far as like a 90s blockbuster kids movie, this is good. There's nothing wrong with it to... To be like, oh my god, I hate that fucking Casper movie. Right? Like, how? Maybe they're just jealous that he got to kiss her again. Yeah, maybe. That pisses me off a little bit. That's why it's not five. I had figured critics would hate it, but I'm pretty surprised audiences did. So yeah, that's our crush. Did you feel like a child again crushing on Christina Ricci? That child inside of you come out? It. You know it's weird. We've talked about it. It's weird because... You look at, you watch the movie and you feel how you felt when you were a kid. And then you're like, you know, crushing because you yeah. feel like you were, you like when you were, but now you're watching as an adult and like you can't because she's a child. She's a child. But she's actually your age somewhere else. But when you're watching this movie, she's not, but yeah. you feel like you're not. Yeah. It's real weird. It's, it's fucking real weird. weird. It's weird how you can be transported back to. Like, I remember how I felt when I watched exactly. it. Exactly. That's, like, how I feel when I watch, like, Adam's Family or anything with her or, like, Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I feel. I don't feel that way now. Like, right. I'm not attracted to Christina Ricci as a child. Right. You're not but attracted I remember to how I felt. child Christina Ricci, but you're still attracted to Christina Ricci. Right. Because she is actually your age. Yeah. And still hot. Yeah. That helps. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just so weird how you can, you can feel how you felt as a child without yeah. feeling that way as an adult it's real weird it makes no fucking sense but the it's weird how things like that it's crazy like that just implant in your brain uh-huh those memories but you can feel it right and it's, it's the like same when way. you hear a song and it you feel how you felt when you used to listen to that song yeah like, or like um sd lauder perfume if i smell that shit i'm at my nana's house uh-huh and i haven't been in my nana's house in fucking it's crazy. It's uh, 20 years. It's not, it's kind of like PTSD, but obviously this is, it's not a, a, a bad thing. Yeah, it's not trauma. Right. right. But it's, it's like, it's something triggering. It's something, it's some deep something that mm -hmm. can get triggered by sounds or smells or sights or whatever. And you literally are transferred right back and you can feel it. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. crazy. It makes no fucking sense. It's really cool, though. Yeah, I like it. I do like it. I often wonder, like, so we have those memories, and you don't know that they're there until it happens. Mm -hmm. You don't know that you're going to get snapped back into some somewhat immersive. Like I said on the mini episode when I was leaving work the other day, the sun was at a, a level, and the temperature was at a level, 
and the sky was like just this certain orange. And I just remember riding my bike down um, Fifth, Fifth Street. I come around the corner to my grandmother's house mm-hmm. just by myself riding my bike mm-hmm. and fully immersed in that memory. Like, yeah. it like you were, might like as you well were still have there. been there. Yep. To the point where I'm, it's confusing when it's happening. You're like, mm-hmm. how? I I wonder if you forget anything or if memories just aren't dormant waiting to be triggered by something right like i wonder if everything is still in there like i don't think our brains can consciously always remember right so sometimes things get triggered and yeah i mean but i wonder if if anything really goes away I mean, it must. There must be some scientific explanation for it. But how many times have you been telling a story and you're like, oh, my fucking God, you remember? Right. This, 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 this. It's a flood of shit comes out. Uh Uh-huh. I wish I knew what that was and I wish I knew how to, like, control it and get more of it. Are there people out there that can remember more than what we can? Sure. Are there people people... out there that who can't can't feel the things that we feel? That we think are so cool that can bring us back. Maybe are there people there that I'm can't? sure that's true. I'm sure there are. And I know like there's those people that like remember what happened on this day in their lives. Mm-hmm. Every day. Those people are outliers, I think. But I don't know if they're outliers in the fact that their brains contain more information or if their brains just process it more efficiently so that they're able to unlock it. And keep it cataloged. Yeah. That's weird. I agree. But I do dig it. We went on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but you wanted to. So do you have anything else to add? No. Then say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn. <laughs>